Hey, it's good to see you today. My name is Philip Thomas, pastor of Journey here in Elgin, Texas. This is our Thursday edition of our Journey Through Scripture, but I know it's not releasing until Friday. Um, but, but we had a couple of issues yesterday, um, but, but uh, this is our, our normal Thursday. So we are continuing our chronological walk through Scripture, and we are in Matthew uh, 15 and 16, and Mark 7 and 8, and then the very last part of Luke chapter 9. Um, but uh, we, we continue this chronological uh, walk, and I know it can be a little challenging um, through the uh, New Testament, through the Gospels. We're skipping around and trying to, to hit all of the same events uh, in each of the different uh, Gospels. And so, so now we're um, at a, a, a place um, there's some interesting teachings here. You know, we're we're getting closer and closer to uh, Jesus going to Jerusalem for the last time, um, and we can see the tension is building between Jesus and the Pharisees and the Sadducees, which were the religious leaders of the day. And and there's some uh, major confrontations going to be uh, coming up, and the disciples struggle with this. The disciples are still learning. There's so many different dynamics going on. And so let's start in, in Matthew chapter 15, verses uh, 1 through 20. And Jesus is uh, talking, or the scribes and the Pharisees come to Jesus. And they say, why do your disciples transgress the tradition of the elders? For they do not wash their hands when they eat the bread. Um, so there was a, a ritual that you had to go through to wash your hands to eat the bread. Um, the scribes and the Pharisees, they followed this to the T and they expected everyone else to do the same. Now, it's important to remember, they're not talking about laws that were laid out in scripture. They're talking about the added laws that had been added by them, uh, by the religious structure. Um, and they are desiring and wanting everyone to follow them. And Jesus' response is he uses a passage out of Isaiah says, these people draw near to me, this is in verse 8 of chapter 15 of Matthew, these people draw near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me, and in vain they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. So he's calling them hypocrites, right before that, verse 7, hypocrites, um, that, that they are following their own laws, but not really following God's law. Um, and and that's one thing that's kind of important to understand here is when when we hear the word hypocrite, we we think of that um, people are are saying one thing and doing another, um, and that that obviously is part of the word hypocrite. But there's there's more to it than that because the scribes and the Pharisees are actually doing what they're saying, right? They they are uh, you know dogmatically. Uh, following the law. So they are doing what they are, are saying. The problem is they are following their own law rather than God's law. Like they are elevating human law above God's law. That That is what it's meaning to be hypocritical here. And Jesus kind of continues to flesh that out. Verse 10, uh, when he had called the multitudes to himself, he said to them, hear and understand, not what goes into the mouth defiles a man, but what comes out of his mouth, this defiles a man. Um, but then his disciples ask him, I, I thought this is interesting. Do you know that the Pharisees were offended when they heard this saying? 
<laughs> so um, I, I don't think Jesus cares that the Pharisees are offended. Um, but in that, interestingly, that, that's a concern today, right? We're, uh, you know, there's always the concern, are we offending people? And we should not be intentionally offending people. But if the truth offends people, that's, that's not really on you. Um, now, maybe your delivery, um, maybe the way that you uh, share the truth. Um, but unfortunately, we live in a time where just simply stating the truth um, is offensive. But that's, that, that's always been there. People use that as a way to reject the truth. And so the disciples are actually kind of still struggling with that and like, hey, do you really want to tick these people off? They're now offended at us. Um, Jesus answered, this is verse 13, uh, every plant which my heavenly father has not planted will be uprooted. Let them alone. They are blind leaders of the blind. And if the blind leads the blind, both will fall into a ditch. Isn't that interesting? Wow. He's calling out their leaders um, saying they are blind. They are, they are following their own laws at the expense of God's law. Um, and, and they are basically the blind leading the blind. It's kind of interesting to think about um, who the leaders are today. Uh, the leaders that Jesus is talking about, they were the ones who um, Rome ultimately was in charge, but Rome allowed a um, certain amount of governance within uh, Israel. And the scribes and the Pharisees, not only were they religious leaders, uh, but they they uh, were leaders within the, the affairs and the civic uh, and realm as well. Um, they, they were part of the government. Um, and uh, he is calling out those leaders when our leaders start to follow their own laws at the expense of God's laws, you're going to have the blind leading the blind. And we need to be aware of that and to be, be careful of that. Um, so then in verse 16, Jesus kind of explains a little bit more. Uh, are you also still without understanding? Do you not yet understand that whatever enters the mouth goes into the stomach and is eliminated? But those things which proceed out of the mouth come from the heart and they defile a man. For out of the heart produce, proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, fault witnesses, blasphemies. These are the things which defile a man. But to eat what with unwashed hands does not defile a man. Right. So he's like, don't it's not the things that uh, that you do. It's not the, the little rituals that you go through. It's not the things that go into the mouth. Um, those should be processed and either expelled or used for the betterment of the body. Right. Um, so just because you may uh, ingest something that is not healthy, um, it is what's the most important is what is coming out of your mouth. What are you doing with that? Are you allowing uh, evil thoughts and, and things, uh, evil things that you see in media, on television? Are you allowing those things to dictate and change the way that you think, the way that you act? Um, or do you, when you see that stuff, because let's be honest, we're going to see and we're going to be um, exposed to lots of, uh, of ungodly things. Are we able to filter those out and get rid of those and not allow them to uh, influence and, uh, us? Uh, but, but, it, but the Pharisees, they are more concerned about 
let's just regulate everything. And so that, that nothing unholy ever uh, enters you or that you see anything, you follow all these rules and, and you will avoid uh, any of the unholiness out there. Well, that's not realistic. And they became so dogmatic on following those human rules um, that they um, did not focus on uh, what was what was coming on and coming out of them, how they began to live their lives, how they began um, to unfortunately have a darkened heart because it was based on following human laws, not God's law. Um, Mark 7 um, basically uh, 1 through 23 is the same uh, story, um, same interaction that Jesus has with the Pharisees where he's calling them uh, hypocrites. Um, then we have um, Jesus moving to another area. Uh, he's moving on um, to some of the Gentile areas again. Um, and remember, he's been trying to be very careful um, wanting to make sure he's sharing with the people of Israel first, and then that it was going to move from there. Um, the, many of the Gentiles um, were probably not ready to hear uh, some of these things and, and, uh, and understand them. So Jesus had a plan, um, and now we're starting to see that it's his, his uh, message and miracles are extending even to the Gentiles and um, is not able to slow that down. Um, verse uh, Chapter 15 of Matthew, verses 21 through 31, um, a Gentile woman um, comes to Jesus, says, my daughter uh, is uh, possessed. Please uh, save her. Um, again, they're, they're trying to, to be careful here. And so Jesus is kind of ignores her at first. And then he says, he says, uh, it's not good. Um, or, or he answered her, says, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then she came and worshiped him and said, Lord, help me. Uh, but he answered and said, it is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. And she said, yes, Lord, yet even the little dogs eat the crumbs when they uh, fall uh, from their master's table. And Jesus answered and said to her, woman, great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed that very hour. Um, so again, Jesus is not being derogatory. He is just saying, I have come for the, the, the people that have the law that should um, recognize who I am. And then it will go out to the, the Gentiles. But he recognizes this woman's sincere faith. Um, most of the Gentiles um, they they would see uh, Jesus as just one of the other many pagan gods that can do magical things. This woman, there was something different. She actually had a belief that he was God, not just one of the many small g gods um, that did m magical uh, spells and, and things like that that the Greeks and the Romans worshipped. Um, so then Jesus begins to heal many people in that area, which which are more uh, is more Greek and, and more Gentile. Uh, so again, the, his message is, is spreading. Um, Mark chapter 7, uh, verses 24 through 37, um, kind of has, has the same, uh, same stories. I encourage you to read both of those to see uh, some of the uh, subtle differences um, that, you know, little points that are brought out. Um, Jesus begins to, to heal. Um, he heals a, a deaf, uh, somebody who is deaf, who is mute, um, and uh, 
so again, this message is spreading very quickly. Then we get to Matthew chapter 15, 32 through 39, and we have the feeding of the 4,000. That's in Matthew 15, 32 through 39, and then Mark 8, 1 through 10. Now, um, this is very similar to the feeding of the 5,000, but it is with a Gentile audience, not a a Jewish or not a predominantly Jewish audience. The other would have been predominantly Jewish. This would have been predominantly um, uh, Gentile. And, and it's a little bit different. 4,000, seven baskets are filled uh, afterwards, uh, not 12. Um, we, we don't know exactly. Usually we see that the 12 baskets are representative of the 12 tribes of Israel. Um, you know, that, that God is coming to them. Um, the seven, that is the number of just God's completeness, his holiness, that he is above all things. So yes, he is coming to the Gentiles as well. Um, th this also is, is kind of a, uh, the disciples are still struggling, right? They're still not, not seeing the full picture, right? They, they recognize something amazing happened in the feeding of the 5,000, but they still have doubts. It's, it's a process that they are coming um, to know and to believe in who Christ uh, truly is. And so um, Mark, uh, Matthew 15 and Mark 8, 1 through 10 uh, have the feeding of the 4,000. Uh, then you have Matthew 16 and uh, uh, 1 through 12 and Mark 8, 11 through 26. These talk about how the Pharisees, the people are seeking a sign. Um, that they, they want uh, God, uh, Jesus to give them a, a sign to prove that he's the Messiah. Um, and he, he says to them, uh, this is in verse uh, 2, the end of verse uh, 2. Um, uh, no, sorry, uh, in, in the end of verse 3 in Matthew 16 says, hypocrites, you know how to discern the face of the sky, but you cannot discern the signs of the times. A wicked and adulterous generation seeks after a sign, and no sign shall be given to it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. And he left them and departed. Now, he's used that term, the sign of Jonah, before. Um, remember uh, the story of Jonah, um, how Jonah was sent to go to Nineveh to, uh, to ask them to repent of their sinfulness. Um, he didn't want to do it, so he spent uh, how many days and nights in the belly of a well? Yes, three days in the belly of a well. Um, then he was uh, barfed up. <laughs> and then he did go to Nineveh and he called on them to repent and they, they listened. So basically, that's the, Jesus has shown plenty of signs right, through, through the miracles that he has done. Um, but the ultimate sign is will they recognize him after he has uh, been in the tomb for three days resurrected and then will they repent as the people of Nineveh repented that is what Jesus is talking about uh, there um, then you you get uh, to the disciples um, are talking about bread and that they've forgotten um, the the leaven and Jesus uses this as an example to remind them y'all aren't getting it um, in verse 8 of Matthew 16, it says, But Jesus, being aware of this, said to them, O you of little faith, why do you reason among yourselves because you have brought no bread? Do you not yet understand or remember the five loaves and 5,000 and how, how many baskets you took up, nor the seven loaves of 4,000 and how many large baskets you took up? 
How is it that you do not understand that I did not speak to you concerning bread, but to beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees? Then they understood that he did not tell them to beware of the leaven of the bread, but the doctrine of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Right. So, so that there, there's what what the Pharisees and the Sadducees were bringing to the table. Their leaven uh, was not healthy to the the bread. They they were desiring to um, again have human laws over godly laws. Um, Mark chapter 8, 11 through 26 um, talks about uh, this as well, but then it's followed by the, uh, the healing of the blind man in Bethsaida. And this kind of goes to the showing of how the disciples are slowly starting to see what Jesus is talking about. It says that he came to Bethsaida, they brought a blind man to him, uh, begged him to touch him, um, uh, he had put, Jesus put spit on his hand, uh, eyes and put his hands on him and asked if he saw anything. And he looked up and said, I see men like trees walking. Then he put his hands on his eyes again and he made them look up and he was restored and saw everyone clearly. Then he sent away his house saying, neither go into the town nor tell anyone in this town. Now, what, what was, what's that it's symbolic of? Did Jesus just only use some of his uh, power at first? Um, so that the that the man couldn't see fully. Um, no, it's it's an indication, kind of, of what the disciples are going through. They 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 were starting to see, but it was still fuzzy. But eventually, they will be able to see clearly. Um, we'll we'll end. Let's get through Ma- Matthew chapter six and Mark chapter eight, uh, and then the, this is this uh, encounter is also in Luke chapter nine, verses eighteen through twenty-seven. So you can read it in all three. And this is where Jesus is still in this Gentile area. He's in Caesarea Philippi. Um, he is probably at a place um, where the God, uh, many gods were worshipped, uh, the place where the god of Pan was worshipped. Pan was a god who would kind of go from the uh, from Hades to, to the world, kind of, you know, I, I don't know. I'm not, not great on all my Greek mythology. Um, but the place that he was at was literally called the Gates of Hades. Um, that it, this was a very pagan uh, Greek Roman city. Um, and this is where Jesus asked, who do people say that I am? And it is Peter who says, you are the Christ, uh, the son of God. And uh, this is a, a, a huge confession um, that, that they are starting to get it. And that's when Jesus responds he says, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Um, so, again, this is, this is a powerful moment um, that Jesus is uh, acknowledging that he is the Christ and that Peter recognized that too. Um, and that the, the battle is beginning. Um, and then you, but then you have this interesting thing where uh, Jesus is, you know, starts to, you know, teach that he's going to have to go back to Jerusalem. Um, and he's starting to, you know, reveal that it's not going to be good. And so Peter actually says, uh, Lord, this is in verse 22 of Matthew chapter 16. Uh, Peter took him aside, began to rebuke him, saying, Far be it from you, Lord, this shall not happen to you. But Jesus turned to Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan. You are an offense to me, for you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men. 
right? Just like the Pharisees, right? Peter was relying on his own understanding of how things should work out, not God's. Then Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, follow me. Um, right? So it, Jesus is, is giving a tough message here. Um, and even Peter, who he's just caught, said on, on you, on this rock, I will build my church uh, to Peter. Now he's saying, Peter, get behind me, Satan. And so, you know, Peter is still human. They still don't fully get it. Um, but the message of Christ is not an easy message. It's, it's one that's going to require sacrifice. It's going to require difficulty. Um, it's going to require continuing to seek God's way rather than our way. Um, so you can read the same in Mark chapter 8, 27, um, and then the very end of Luke uh, chapter 9, verses 18 through 27. All right. So um, we will continue next uh, Tuesday with Matthew chapter 17, Luke chapter 9, um, or a, a little bit more in Luke 9, Mark chapter 9, and let's see how far we'll go. So Matthew 17, Mark, and Luke 9, and we'll get, we'll get to the first part of Matthew chapter 18. Um, but, but mainly Mark nine, Luke nine, Matthew 17, and then the first about 10 verses of Matthew chapter 18. Hope you have a great weekend and we'll see you on Tuesday.